Hey, it's me, RV Willis. And Rashad. And filling in today for Traylon is Squirt. Or Nephew Mike. Depending or Nephew on, Mike. Depending on what time of the day it is. <laughs> We'll, we'll see. We'll see. It depends on what day it is. Good afternoon, good people. Yeah, thank you for joining us on the Black Boy Joy Show. Y'all ready for a little bit of history of Black Boy? Yeah, go right ahead. Ready. Wait, you up first? Oh, sure, sure, yeah. sure. So, my Black Boy Joy of the day, I chose Elin Harris. Um, the reason I chose Elin Harris is because I remember when I wanted to be a writer, I was around eighteen, and I wrote him a letter. He wrote me back telling me what I should do to be a writer. And um, he actually signed on my books too a long time ago. And um, I've just been inspired by his work. And it's probably the reason why I am a writer somewhat. So, anyway, um, he did die in 2019. I mean, 2009, excuse me. Um, he's the author of 10 books. Um, one of them is um, Too Good to Be True. I Say a Little Prayer, Love of My Own, Any Way the Wind Blows. Um, and my favorite, which was The Invisible Life. That was like the very first one I ever read. Yeah. And, you know, you're listening and you're like, oh, it sounds so glamorous. Oh, my God, to be this gay man. Oh. And then you really live it and you go, oh, it's not as glamorous as it was in the book. Mm. Um, also, one of my favorite books on him was the, um, what was it? The In This Too Shall Pass. Did you ever read that one? Yes. That was a really, really good one. Yes. That's a great, um, that's really, really good. Really good I, I forget what one of the main characters from the book is. Oh, Basil. 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 My mom had me. My mom had me read one of those when I was a teenager, and the next thing you know, I'm a gay man. I can't like that. I don't know why you would give that to a teenager um, and ask them to read it, but it was very, very like graphic. But um, it wasn't. No, his books they were erotic, but they were done in a sensual way that you said, this is, if this is what making love with, with another man is. Now, remember, I, I, I was like 15, so trust me, my <laughs> hormones are already raging. Why would you <laughs> let a 15-year-old read something like that? But, you she know. She knew something. She knew something. She had to, but yeah. keep going. Well, um, anyway, he founded the um, Elin Better Day Foundation, which I didn't know that he actually had a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Um, that supports actually inspiring writers and um, artists to... Um, Right. And that's pretty much what I got from him. Mm, good. That's a good one. I like him. Yeah. Uh, I got James Baldwin today. And he also is an author. Um, so I have uh, James. James Arthur Baldwin was an American novelist, playwright, and activist. His essays, as collected in Notes of a Native Son in 1955, explored intricacies of racial, dis- racial sexual, and class distinctions in Western societies most notably in mid-20th century North America. Some of his notable book-length essays include The Fire Next Time from 1963, No Name in the Street in 1972, and The Devil Finds Work in 1976. Mm. His unfinished manuscript, Remember This House, was expanded and adapted for cinema as the Academy Award-winning documentary, I Am Not Your Negro. His novel, if Bill Street Could Talk was adapted into an Academy Award-winning dramatic film in 2018. And that is the bio of James Baldwin. Also so, another, another another prolific like author. Um, yeah, which I didn't realize that we were yeah. both authors today. But we're both authors, yeah. so why not? Uh, but right now we want to introduce our Black Boy of the Day. And we have Xavier McGill joining us. Hello, Xavier. Mister McGill. Why you gotta put as, all my as, name uh, up there? You know the teachers. Uh, you know all the students like to call him Mister McGill. Mister yes. McGill. Yeah. Mister McGill. They do. 
Yeah, so I don't uh, know if they like to call me that, but that's what they call me. What are we drinking today? I mean, what is this? Mimosa. Mimosa. One of Rashad's uh, mimosa. Oh, Rashad's lemonade. Mimosas and things, huh? Mm-hmm. I should yeah, have really it. Tastes good going down, feels good going out. So uh, we're gonna go ahead and get to the questioning here. Uh, wow. Mr. McGill. Yes, Mr. Um, McGill. So tell us a little bit about your, uh, your the work that you do with in uh, here in Atlanta. So what I do for work. So I'm a school psychologist. Um, interestingly, prior to that, I was a school counselor here in Atlanta. Um, what I do as a school psychologist is I work with teachers, I work with parents, I sit in meetings to figure out how we can assist students who are struggling academically or behaviorally. Uh, I do special education assessments, what we call psychoeducational evaluations, where we're looking at IQ, academic achievement, different sorts of processing assessments. Um, we work a lot with autism. Everything, basically. And we do our best to see if we can get students who have disabilities, get them the services that they need. Um, aside from that, I love working with kids. Okay. I wish we had more time in my profession to do that. Um, one little plug is that our national association, the National Association of School Psychologists, recommends that there's one school psychologist to 700 students. Wow. Um, <laughs> right. It's a lot. Which, <laughs> A lot of students. A lot of students. That's also a very daunting, <laughs> daunting task well, for yeah. one person to have to do. I would love if that was the actual ratio, you know, especially here in Georgia. So that's just a National Association's recommendation. Um, so Georgia, it's worse than that is what you mean. Oh, absolutely. So Georgia currently, they haven't changed the ratio since 1987. So it's mm. one school psychologist to 24 to 2,700 students. Wow, wow. Right. Wow. So in the, well, in not, the not all of them are in need of that right. psychology as well, which is why they do. I guess that's why they, they do the ratio that way. But, I mean, that could be why. And maybe they're only looking at us as being special education evaluators. Mm-hmm. So if that's all you're seeing us as, then just call us what they're called, psychometricians, where that's all we do. But because we're doing so much more than that, mm-hmm. we need to be, I don't need to have three schools that I'm servicing. I should just be in one school. Right. And I could do so much more for yeah. that one school. Yep. So Georgia right now, it's one school psychologist to, yeah, 24 to 27. And there's some people in my district, I won't name it, who they will have a high school and let's say two elementary. So their high school may already be 2,500. Mm. Now, you're right. Are they servicing all those? No. But technically, they are the school psychologists for that school. So... They you could have to, at some point. Lot. You might have to, especially if something tragic happens. Right. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, and there may need, you know, there could be a, a death of a teacher or well, when things like that. Yeah. But when things like that happen, we have what we call crisis calls, and there will be a number of psychologists or social or and social workers that will go to the school the next day, or you know, depending on when it is and when they've established that they'll have the crisis call, mm. and then we handle it like that. Usually. Um, Let's say it's my school, then I'm going to be expected to be there because I'm going to know more about, I should know more about my school's culture than someone coming in from the outside. So. I remember um, an incident where a young lady had a brain tumor when I was in middle school and it was very much, they needed more than one uh, psychologist to come through because she didn't make it through. And when we got back to school the following year, um, I forgot her. Well, I remember her name, but I don't. I don't want to call it out right now. Mm-hmm. It, they needed several psychologists for everyone in the seventh grade, 
Mm-hmm. I was in sixth at the time, but it, they needed several psychologists. She was so well liked, and people expected her to get through. Has that ever happened mm-hmm. to you? Where it mm-hmm. has been something like a tragic incident where maybe you were needed and you just didn't expect it, and you had to come through. Well, I mean, how we get the call, we can get the call first thing in the morning. If my boss calls me before eight o'clock, I'm thinking she's telling me I need to go to a crisis. Mm-hmm. If my boss is calling me after nine o'clock, well, sometimes even after six, I'm thinking she's letting me know that I have to report to a crisis the next morning. Um, So unexpected, yeah, there almost always are. Um, But there are times when, let's say, the principal who is the one that communicates with the district that there was a death, they may underestimate, you know, the the extent to, you know, how the school may react to it. Mm -hmm. So they may only think that they may need, I don't know, let's say six people. Mm -hmm. But then once, however they decide to get the information out there, it can kind of blow up and then it's like, okay, we need reinforcements. So it has happened where my boss has gotten called like, okay, we need more. I just luckily hadn't gotten that call. Yeah. I remember mm-hmm. once in high school where I had to, a student <coughs> got killed in the school. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they In got the in, school? Yeah. He got into a fight with someone that didn't even go to our school. Wow. And right in front of the principal's office, got into a fight. He was trying to break up a fight between someone who didn't go to school and one of his friends and they ended up stabbing him and killing him there in front of in right in front of the principal's office and i just remember all the psychologists that came to the school after that because we had maybe a couple counselors and things and, mm-hmm. and psychologists that were there right but i just remember there was just this influx of of, of psychologists and, and and counselors and things that came there because we had never experienced anything like that you know um, although we were inner city school, they expect that a lot of that stuff kind of happens all the time in inner city schools, but we never experienced that, you know. So I re- I know that that's a, it's a lot of work to deal with um, a students, and especially at that age when they're going through something so traumatic like so that. many different personalities. Yeah, you have all these different kids that are it's affecting them differently. You, some of them he was really close to, some mm-hmm. only knew of him in passing. Some had classes with them, teachers. Some, some needed it just for the, the traumatic event they just witnessed someone being the stabbed. The ones who witnessed it, right. yeah, you know, <clears throat> so it was all very different um, how how they took uh, how they took care of all the students that were affected by the whole by that by that thing. But yeah, I also just want to mention again because you uh-huh. said you had mentioned counselors and psychologists, but there's also school social workers that mm. respond to these calls. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want. Some people you don't, don't realize to, that they're school social workers. You don't want them to be left out, of course. No, not at all. I would, of course, of course. And, and, and maybe this is going too far, but I imagine after, in that kind of a job, you need to see someone in your own profession <laughs> to no, deal with right. the days that you go through. Mm. No, I, I mean, because, I mean, it, it's got to be a heavy weight to have that kind of career. I mean, I'm glad there are people like you, but I just couldn't. I don't think I could, I have that kind of mental capacity to go through that every day and be like in a, crisis-minded environment constantly as a profession. I yeah, couldn't but do that. But I can do Think it. about firemen, policemen. Couldn't do it. They have to do that. <laughs> yeah. well, they, they, have, they don't know what they're going you know, to expect the, that day. You know, there could be mm-hmm. not... Them, them firemen and police officers didn't know that that was September 11th was going to happen. You know what I mean? That's they didn't true. know that. You know, they went into work like a regular old day. 
you know, so. But is there a such thing as a regular old day when you're in that kind of profession? And people like that, I think people are like my parents. They were both cops. I believe they like waking up not knowing what's going to happen well, today. there's something exciting about that. When you there's choose that kind of profession. Exciting, you know? mm-hmm. Some yeah. people choose certain careers. They want that. Like so why did you right. choose your profession? Um, so I... <laughs> Or did your profession next, choose you? Well, that I don't know. So I was going to school to become a school counselor. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's, there's a story behind that one. But I was going to school to become a school counselor. And I realized at the school that I was going to, they also had a school psychology program. I didn't know nothing about school psychology. But in my mind at that time, I'm like, if I'm going to go to graduate school, let me go ahead and like get everything I can get. And be done because in my mind I saw school psychology as a step above school counselor, mm-hmm. um, and I just like you know the sound of it for one, mm-hmm. you know, and just what I read about what they can do. I'm like, okay, I, I think I could do that. If I'm already going to be a school counselor, why can't I do the other? I like I'm a science mind, so I like the whole mm-hmm. testing and figuring out like you know just disability stuff for one. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the the I like having the ability to make more of an impact in a in a school than just from one angle. For instance, if I were a teacher, yeah, if you have the time, you can build a good relationship, be a good mentor, you know, and teach. If I was a counselor, it's difficult to really build those relationships because of all the extra things that they have you doing. But at least as a school psychologist, not only can I build one-on-one relationships with students, I, I have the ability and sometimes I have to, you know, build relationships with the adults as well. Mm-hmm. After the meeting, spending some extra time <clears throat> with the parent to kind of reiterate, you know, something that we discussed. If I'm really trying to get them to kind of broaden their mind about, let's say, for instance, ADHD mm-hmm. or why, you know, beating their kid isn't working and why they should probably open up their mind to Maybe this kid is not purposely getting on your nerves, you know? <laughs> so just being able to make more of an impact is why I'm still in it. Um, I will say the part of it that I don't care for much is I'm not great at time management, for one. Um, so the testing part, I have no problem with, but then writing up those reports. The reports can just mm. if I could get away if I if I could do away with the reports, I don't mind testing, but it would free me up to do other things. You know, that's when you need that. That's when you need that assistant yes. to help you do okay. that. So you know what, you guys are ready for um, a little uh, black boy chat? Yes, I'm here for it. Yeah. I mean, why so, not? <laughs> so the black boy, the black boy of the day gets to pick the topic. Uh-huh. So, it's a fanny pack so, of questions. Y'all can't Greg see from this. the Magic <laughs> Y'all can't see this, but this is a very high yellow fluorescent. <laughs> yes. Um, and I got it from Nasim. Yeah, yes. yeah. A lot we of people know you. about Nasim. They uh, help a lot of people with um, a lot of people living with HIV. Um, get uh, housing and medical attention and so I got it from one of their uh, one of their fundraisers that they were having so I always take it I always take it with me yeah and it says we love you love yourself be healthy yeah okay so I'm supposed to take a topic out yeah there? there's a, there are some topics in there yeah, grabbing from the magic too. bag well, you're, 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 you have to read it yeah but I mean, can I like peek at them all and no them? no <laughs> no you will pick one topic Mr. McGill Okay, let's see. Bear with me. Okay. 
Who wrote this? I did. You know, <laughs> my, my, writing, my handwriting is really bad. So Okay. Um, actually, no, your handwriting is nice. Um, what is your definition of a relationship? Mm, that's a good one. Wow. Um, had, I, had I ever had a successful one, I would be able to comment on this. But right now... But you still. Well, but what no. But what is your what is your definition of a relationship? Like, what do you what do you do, why do you, you not having a successful one in your eyes say you did not have a, a successful one? What do you think you could do to have a successful? I kind of thought we were going to start with Rashad, but anyway, I believe <laughs> you started talking. You started I believe, talking. So I, I believe. A, I, I don't. I think uh, a recic- uh, uh Successful relationship, if that was the question. No, no, it's not about successful. It What's is, your idea of a relationship? No, what is your definition of a relationship? A successful one? I haven't had one. Which looks but like anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I got to read this for myself. What is your definition of a relationship? Uh, it depends on what, I mean, are we talking about a working relationship? Are we talking about a partnership? A relationship uh, could, well, for, could be defined as many things. For For... This purpose here, I would say a romantic relationship. What do you mm. find a rom- what is a romantic relationship? The definition of a romantic relationship to you? To me, it's just two mutual people who ben- who benefit from uh, benefit from experiences with each other. Um, that would be my definition of a relationship. You have to have some kind of benefit in order to stay in it. Mm. So you benefit from that person's company and uh, somehow uh, the companionship. The companionship. Okay. You have to benefit from someone's company in order for it to be a relationship. Otherwise, it's just, you know. Are there some factors that go into go into that part of the relationship? Meaning, do you look for responsibility? Do you look for honesty? Do you look for loyalty? Are there things that you... I think if you're not looking for... Um, you're, you're setting yourself up for failure if you're not looking for all of that. Yeah, but some people But don't. you don't benefit. You don't benefit from not getting any of that. I said you have to benefit. You don't benefit from someone who's disloyal. You don't benefit for, from someone who's promiscuous outside of your relationship. You're, you're not benefiting. I said you have to benefit they from might, that person's they company. Like they're benefiting in some Yeah. Way. And they because, might. That's what I'm know, thinking. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, too. Because you could be like... To me, it's a liability. To me, it's a liability and not a benefit. If maybe you got the benefit is learning not to do that again. Or maybe the benefit is he's still living in the house. And I'm not feeling alone, even though he's not loyal. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know? But is that a relationship? The question was targeted to, to, to Squirt, and Squirt said that ain't a relationship. It's, it's That's that ain't a relationship. Your type of relationship. But now you can ask somebody else. <laughs> but that ain't a relationship. <laughs> squirt. So <laughs> I look for the I look for the companionship. Like I want yeah. the com- I like the companionship. Mm. Um, I don't necessarily want. Um, an open relationship or someone that's not to me there's no me. to me there's no such thing but relationships see, are closed it's like a business deal wait, once thought, once you shake hands I we finished with you <laughs> <laughs> oh but did, did you not comment no, did you not comment on what i said <laughs> Like it was your rebuttal, okay. so I don't know there why. Be a bell for him, like that we give to him. Oh, so like, that we that, not give the, me a bell. Like yeah, I will not be gaveled out. I will not be. Go silenced. on. What were you saying? Because I, so I don't even hear it. I, it's it's two people that are together, and they they love each other. They want to be around each other. They only when I wake up in the morning, I want to think about my partner. Like mm. I want to know that he's there. I want him to be thinking about me. I don't want I don't want these outside distractions 
coming into our relationship. And I know that every relationship that we all have, those outside distractions do come in and play a part in how successful your relationship mm-hmm. is going to be. So if you are really, to me, if you're really into someone and you're really um, dedicated and devoted to them, then that outside stuff really shouldn't matter. But I think, assuming, I think the reason that we don't see as many successful relationships is because we allow so many things to take over what we what our goal is to have a successful relationship to have a a positive you know uh relationship with another person i think we we allow these other things to get you know take place and we shouldn't and i think with there being so many single men out here there's i don't i don't i just don't understand why there are so many of us that are single when we all want to say, uh, well, I'm not going to say we all we want are, the same we thing. We all want what? I'm not, no, no, no. I wasn't. No, I don't want to say that we all want the same thing because there are some people, and that's where you, that's where the dating part comes in. That's when you, the communication, when you start to learn about someone because they may not want a closed relationship. They may not want. I don't uh, think there's a such thing. They may not want, but so. they no, but there are some people that want. They want to it's be with someone, yeah. but they don't want to but I think just be with that one person. Well, Rashad, what is your definition of that thing? What's the question again? <laughs> what is your definition of a relationship? Mm-hmm. Well, what I like, I like things just to be easy. I don't like all the conflict. Mm. I don't like like Sunday morning. Yeah, I, I'm I'm an easygoing person. And I kind of like the same thing. Let's, I like a balance. Okay. If I'm this person who's just figuring shit out, I need them to already have their shit figured out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We can't be figuring it out together. Mm-hmm. But my relationships have always been kind of easy and first because I make them easy. Mm-hmm. And because I make them easy, they become, I make everything okay. So if you went out and did something that I didn't like, I'm like, oh, it's okay. We'll fix it later. Don't worry about it. I make them so comfortable that they're too comfortable and they just stay and I stay with them. So maybe that easy doesn't really work for me. I'm not really sure if uh, if being someone's doormat qualifies for <laughs> Where the goddamn relationship. Is that but, what you were saying? Though? I no, that I'm, not, that I'm a no, doormat? So I'm not, no. I'm not saying that's what you were saying, but what I was hearing was I'm, I'll just be the doormat and I'll make, well, my, no, no, I'll make no. the relationship easy but that's, that way. But I, I like things to be easy and that has not worked for me. That's my definition. It's like I've made it easy and that hasn't worked for well, me. Well, let me just wipe my feet on Rashad right quick. Let me and tell go you something. The house, that's what you it try that shit like. now and see what happens. That's see, what it sounds like to me. And that's, and that's, <laughs> see, that's the thing about relationships is that all of our previous relationships, we should be learning from them and growing from them. I learned. Right, right. That but I also know that one. I pick broken people. Mm-hmm. I pick them. I be like, oh my God, he's so cute. I, don't give me the one that's got the business suit. Don't give me that one that's in the trash can. She's looking for something to eat. I'm going to take them home and I'm going to nurse them. I'm going to make them feel good. And then I'm going to send them out to somebody else. Mm. You know, so I always find broken men. And then I don't think they're broken until later on. I'm like, this dude is broken as shit. He mm. don't even know how to cook a pot of rice. Like, mm. what the hell? Mm. You don't. What? Yeah, you can't do your own laundry. Right. You can't. Right. You can't but I nothing. pick them. But some, I, and, I, and sometimes it's very intimidating, the man in the suit, though. 
because at that, at that for point, me, yeah, at that mm-hmm. point, the man in the suit has it so so together that you feel like maybe you're not worth. Maybe you're the broken. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, that, and that's true. It appears. That's yeah. the other thing. It appears that they got it together, and I'm the most time they don't. Our own they don't. They don't. You know, right. We think, oh, that means something. That's just a facade, honey. It it's is a dress, and that, that they're be wearing all kinds. I mean, like, I've been with I've been with businessmen that have been that worked on Congress. I've been with somebody that sold drugs. It was the same type of situation. They still were just men with issues. They've all had the same kind of issues. Mm. Whether yours was more like you having to deal with the business side of things, money issues, family issues. This person over here trying to make a dollar. Mm. Flip it, flip it, flip it. Mm. It's the same type of issues that you're like, okay, how can I fix this person? How can I make them feel special and secure about what's going on? At, what's going on in their lives? Like, okay. you work for CVS. You you're a drug dealer. You're both pharmacists. Oh you know, it's just a different different line, isn't it? Uh, right now, nephew Mike, you can't say anything else. Okay, Please, uh, I don't want that. You didn't even get to answer your. You didn't even get to answer it. Oh, I didn't know I was supposed to. Well, he oh read it, God. but it is your turn. Well, no, he can't. No, everyone's supposed to answer. It so, is your uh, turn. What's your idea of a relationship? So, no, not your, my your idea. Definition. What is my definition of a relationship? What yeah, you have 45 seconds because we have to move on to the next one. Oh, well, seconds. my definition of a relationship real quickly is <laughs> one, I don't want to be in one. No, just kidding. Oh, no. <laughs> no, someone who, or two or more individuals mm-hmm. who want to spend quality time with each other mm-hmm. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. enjoy doing things together want to be around each other yeah mm. um yeah i mean there's yeah. no i mean i can't put anything on that so you're yeah. saying that that, 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 that's, that sounds like a very that's probably the best answer that i could that's like you're single yes i am as elizabeth what, what said i am married to myself oh. Oh, we're doing more com- comments. Mm-hmm. Married I mean, to so, so, the, so well, we have we have another. She says she's married. To oh, I'm next. Oh God! So we have another. We have another topic here. Um, let's see. What's in the magic bag? Yeah, right. The, the magic. The magic. The magic bag. I'm scared for you to pick anything. How much? He got what? Ten seconds <laughs> to speak. I mean, I can take as long as I'd like. That's what I was told. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Yes. Sorry. How do you get over a broken heart? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, how do you get up under another this, man? Huh? No. Is this advice? No. Is how we as I'm individuals? Kidding. Yes. Wow. Which way? It's as we as individuals, not what we think people should do to get over a broken heart. No, this is our opinion. Yeah, I believe it's how it how do you goes. Get over a broken heart? Um, the bottom of a liquor bottle usually is how mm-hmm. I get over a broken heart. I'm joking. Mm-hmm. I think you take a lot of time to yourself at that point. Like me, I, I would uh, meditation helped me a lot. Uh, spending spending more time and getting a better better relationship with myself before mm-hmm. I get into one with another person mm-hmm. has helped me out more than anything. Because um, if you don't love yourself, how can you love someone else? Mm-hmm. And I went through several relationships where I, I didn't love me enough. I was looking for that love from someone else. But if I don't love myself, I'm then taking half of their love away from them is how I view it. Mm-hmm. If you date someone who loves themselves completely and you don't love yourself at all, then you've taken half of that away from them. I think spending time with yourself is probably the best way to get over. Loving yourself. Loving yourself. You to love Learn yourself. to love you again because something about you was unloving for it not to work in the first place is how I view it. You must then love yourself enough to go through that or to put yourself through that. And so for me, I say spend some time with yourself, meditate, mm. jog, 
If you're religious, pray. Do whatever it is that puts you in that Zen mode where you're back to being you. Once you start feeling like you're you again before the relationship, then you know you've healed. That's how I that's how I, I view it. Hmm. I mean, I, I I agree with that. I say move move towards falling back in love with yourself, being in a relationship with yourself. Yeah. Because um, you're going to have to do that in order to like nurture yourself. You know what I'm saying? And nurture yourself back to like some kind of emotional health. Right. You know, because depending on how brokenhearted you are, that could be affecting you emotionally, mentally, it'll physically. It your work. Yeah. Life, you know? And depending on how, why you have a broken heart. It could be mm. about a friend. It could be about a relationship. Mm, yeah. It could be about right. a death. A, a, a death. Um, it could be a parent. It could be, it could be just the reason why you have a broken heart. Um, and it doesn't. And there's no time limit on when your heart will mend. You know what I mean? You no. just don't. You don't know when that's going to. I mean, I want to add that those things are difficult for us to do. Just taking care of ourselves. You know. So I'm a proponent of therapy. Mm. Hmm. If you can get it, yeah. get it. I, I believe that it should be something that is just normal for everyone to get. Mm-hmm. You know, it shouldn't have to cost extra. It shouldn't. You shouldn't have to have special insurance to cover it. It should just be something that everyone should get because not we're not all equipped to do to handle things on our own. Yeah. Sometimes we need a little bit of a, of assistance. You yeah. Know, from someone that could just look at it from an objective viewpoint and kind of give us some ideas or some strategies on how to cope. You know what I'm saying? Right. So. Rashad, that's it, part of taking care of yourself. Rashad, where we go, where would you how how would you get over? Well, I'm already going through a broken heart. <laughs> so what I've had to do, um, and it's not from a relationship, but different relationships. Like when you mentioned friends, um, stepping away from people that oh, you this broke me. I still think about this moment that you took something from me, mm-hmm. and I'm bothered by it. I'm I'm broken by the fact that we're not friends or I have to step away from you. My heart is broken and I can't talk to you mm. because you don't return stuff. Right. Like, you know, um, I've had to basically pray. Like, I always pray to God to say, remove people that are supposed to be there. So when he does remove them and I bring them back and I go, oh, mm. this is why this happened. This is why this is the final time that they broke me. They really broke me because I, I removed them and I brought them back. So I'm like, OK, this time. So usually I just pray them away. Honestly, yeah. now I pray my way. You mentioned therapy. You mentioned meditation. Therapy. That definitely does. It has helped me. Mm. Um, just not thinking about what they've done because it's not going to get any better. I'm still going to be yeah. angry about it, regardless. But Tyler Perry said they still they they still going to sleep at night. You don't want to right? Night and I had to realize it. that when I realized that I was like, wait a minute, these people don't give a fuck about me really. Because if you cared, you would return my shit. You would apologize. You would, you know, you would do what you would treat me the same way I treated you, and you didn't. So I'm like, I'm, I'm more heartbroken by that. I'm like, these people didn't treat me the same way I treated them, and that's not right. I would never do those things. Yeah. So that's heartbreaking for me. I'm like, these people don't RV. give a fuck about me. But RV, no. So you know, a few, a few years ago, I had, well, I was going through this made up relationship in oh, my mind. <laughs> we already know my with an individual. You and I both made up. <laughs> We got a made up relationship in our head. Was that really a broken heart if it was it, made up? Yes, bitch, because mine was the same broken, way. I, 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 felt like you I know. Felt, you were bad. You remember? You, were bad. you remember? You were bad. I was. I, I come now, every time I saw him. 
any person that I would allow me to tell them the story, I was telling them the story. Yes, and then I was like, I was like, I am broken. Like I was a broken record everywhere. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I was every song I listened to. I was yeah. like, this is so, this is wrong. This is wrong. wrong. Why does he not love me? Why does he not want me? You know, it was just a, it was a mess. It was an absolute mess. So Oof. I just remember I got after I did all that, mm-hmm. I got really angry with him that I just stopped talking to him. Yeah, I'm like, in that I space just, now with everybody. I just was like, mm-hmm. I can't I can't see you. Yeah. I don't want to talk to you. I don't care what's going on with you. That's what I was I, I wanted to do, mm-hmm. but I still found myself mm-hmm. going around him to to check on him to see because I still cared about him. You know what I mean? So I wanted enough. to but no, he cared he cared for me in a different way. And like I said, uh, I, had made, made up. I had made Some up a whole relationship in that head. me and him had. And we, he's like, what is going And so now that I look back at it, I could so see why he was, he still stuck with me as friends. And we're friends now. But it was just like, he, he me going through that, I literally was like. I only imagine. The last time, the last time that happened to me, I was in a real relationship. And, <laughs> and, we, were, and we broke up. And I was literally brokenhearted. Like I, that was the first time I ever felt my so heart it breaking. Felt that bad. I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I did cry over the experience of it. Like, oh my god, I have to remove this person, and I don't want to. Mm-hmm. But it's to protect me. Like, I have to protect myself. Yeah. Did it feel like that? Like, I gotta. It was remove him to protect my own feelings. I had to be away from him. Mm-hmm. Literally, mm-hmm. I was like, I have really created. This imaginary relationship with him, and it was dangerous. It was absolutely dangerous. That's a book, right? So I was like, I can't, I can't deal with this. I can't deal with this. (laughs) They they got this Netflix series called You. You might want to check that out. You know what? I watched it as soon as I saw it. I was like, this is crazy. And you know what's funny? I mean, you were around it. All I saw was the all I saw. I didn't murder anybody. All I saw was, but you felt like you wanted to if you could, right? I wanted to hurt hurt somebody somebody really bad. But all I saw was the first. Is it creepy that I saw the first episode and I kind of identified with that character a little bit? Immediately, as soon as I saw it, I was like, "It's called you." This is me. Yeah, you. So, and then when he murdered somebody, I was like, "Oh no!" Well, see, I didn't see. I haven't caught that. I I haven't caught up to that part. But I mean, that first episode, I'm like, "Yeah, what he's thinking." That might mean I'm a little crazy too, but I mean we are we are pressed for time. Uh, Rashad, open the magic bag. Okay. <laughs> What's this? Let's see. Oh, you John, this is a good one for me. Who pays the bill on the first date? Oh my god. The person who asked. The person who asked. Point blank period. No. The person who asked you out. No. Pays the first date. I don't understand why people think that. No, you. I'm like that with anything. If you ask me, let's go somewhere. Mm-hmm. First of all, I always tell you, I ain't got no money. So you already know you're paying. Right. But if you ask, you pay. You ask me out. I didn't say, I didn't. girl, let's go Dutch. Let's go together. But, 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 I, but, I, but, but, but I don't get paid to... on payday just in case RV wants to go out one day. No. you And I'm just going to send this money aside to pay for him just in case he wants to go out one day. No, that's you not. You invite, no. you pay. You invite it. That means you knew how much it costs. You knew right, the location. Right, exactly. You are paid. You invite me to the movies. You're paying because you asked me to go. You're never going to go Dutch when we get there. What's wrong with you? So, is it, okay, so the date, is it mm. the, fir- the first date? Is it when someone says, let's go on a date or let's hang out? 
If it says hangout, then it's a hangout. Hangout. And I'm bringing and somebody person, along with me. Hangout is different. And, and each person bring, pays their own. Right. Okay, so. But we're talking about dates, though. Yeah, but but how do you know that you're on a date? That it's, you're on we a said date. It was a date. They, until they say, we're going on a date. That's what you the said. The question said, on a date. So you're saying. So you automatically know. Who pays know. on the first date? Because you can hang out with someone. Right. But your first date does not person, necessarily the mean person, that's the first time you guys The person who hit the other up. person right. up. And said, hey, we're going here. Is the person who's paying because they already know how much it's going to be. The this person who's original idea. It's, those tough questions. No, because not for some me. people it's some not people, really that tough. some people believe that when you <laughs> no. when you go on the first date, everyone go the each party goes Dutch until you guys make the decision that I'm paying for you or you're paying for me, or until you guys come to that conclusion, but you don't know that you to come to that conclusion until you guys go on a date. Well, you know what? That is and fair. That is know. fair. Until you on go the, on, on a the date. very first one. If y'all have a mutual decision of where to go, then I would see it being like, no, if I'm, no, um, I'm going to pay for me because I'm not sure what you're expecting after this is over. Exactly. So when you guys go on the first, to me, when you go on, when someone says, I want to take, let's go on a date. Okay. Where are you taking me? Where are we going? So my response to that is, do you want to go Dutch on a date? And my response is, response. you know, no, it would be. Yeah. We're not going. It would be because oh, I would If you say to the person who you really want to be on a date with, that means you're romantically interested right. in that person, right? You say, hey, you want to go on a date. They say, what did you say you were going to say? And where are you taking me? Where are you taking me? <laughs> And you say, "Oh, do you want to go in? You want to go Dutch? And you want to go Dutch you, because at that not, because on the date. no, 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 because on the date, how about you say, <laughs> on the date is when you make those type of decisions about who's going to pay for the second date. No, no. the second date is oh, I'm I'm taking care of this. We're going to do Are this. We, we're going to pass the magic bag on down. No, I need to know when the last time you went on this, an this actual date when there was a if someone when asked there was a table I'm still thinking I'm going to pay. Oh. I, me, if someone of course I got me, I have it, but but I'm most I mean I guess it depends on how the date actually. And goes. we're on to the next topic. No, RV from the magic bag. Here we go. Yeah, that 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 one we will. Um, oh my! Okay, here's the time. So, if you're in a committed relationship, is having an an emotional affair with someone else considered cheating? What's an emotional affair? Meaning you're mm. you and I are dating, but I'm texting him all the time. He and I have never we've never met each other. Oh, we're texting like each other, on an app but or we're something? having yeah, we're on an app, but we're we're going back and forth with each other a lot. But isn't but it, oh. I've never um, seen it can be even someone that you've met. It can be, it can someone, be someone that's that at met. work, though. Yeah, too. it can you know be someone at work, but I, you haven't had any sexual thing with them. You're I, just, I think the answer to that is depending on your level of maturity. Because I remember, like ten years ago, I was in a relationship. Y'all know who it was. Well, <laughs> you know who it was, uh, and. They were very much on this app, that app, this app, and they were talking to everybody. Mm. And I was the younger guy, mm. and I believe it based just based off of maturity. I was very much jealous, and it tormented me every time they were on having these social media. What do you call it? So for me, I say it depends on your level of maturity. At this age, if that's what you want to do, okay. 
is I, it uh, is it cheating? No. It's, to me, it's just that you're emotionally attached Cyber to cheating. someone else. I mean, to I me, wonder, you should be emotionally attached to me. But see, I not like see, like I said, level of how, maturity. I have to see how it affects <laughs> me. Like. Am I feeling like I'm not getting some of that emotional connection? Mm. If I feel like I'm losing some of that because they are putting that into someone else, then I'm, I'm going to have a problem with that. Mm. But if I'm not noticing a difference, you know, because maybe I may not be enough. So they're probably giving me everything that I want, but I'm not giving them everything they want. So that may be why they're seeking some other emotional or whatever to keep them balanced. Is it cheating? I may not see it as cheating. <laughs> and they probably don't see it as cheating either. But the person, I'm like... Why I mean, are you talking to them? Why are you, why are you over there talking friend, to them? Mr. Murphy? Some no. of us and our best friends uh, have emotional relationships. You know what I'm saying? We're not romantically involved, but we have emotional relationships. What's the question? Mr. Murphy. Um, if you're you in a committed relationship and your partner, something about an emotional... If you're in a committed relationship, is having an emotional affair with someone else considered cheating? Emotional affair. I didn't really, I'm I really having didn't it answer or they're the question. Having it. They are. Your partner is. <sighs> Uh, like I said, I had states where it, it could be either way with me, so I didn't really directly answer the question. Ten years ago, that was cheating. Today, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really know what I, can't I mean. Really answer that honestly. It's a it's a it's like, a good one. That's a good. It's one. a very good one. I <laughs> I know that I've done that, but I because no, I wasn't getting something from the cheater. Person. But would you have considered yourself cheating? <laughs> cheating? Did you consider? Yeah. Did when consider I had thoughts of like, oh, this guy could be, I could see myself well, with them. Then mm-hmm. I guess that would at be the, those times. Yeah, I guess. I'm like, but, think about it. Don't act on it. Or if no, no, no. I had one where me and the guy, he was with somebody, and I was with somebody, so it was more like we were just going off of each other's our relationship. Talk about our relationships with these people. You, you're talking about a lot of things with them. Yeah, like and I kind of... I mean, I did meet up with the guy and we did have sex. Mm-hmm. But... Oh, well, now it that's... Was, it was more... <laughs> it was, that's how it started, where we were just like, oh, I got Dang a boyfriend. Oh, call right on up. What you right. say, too? And like, on that uh, note, it's time for the game of the day, honey. <laughs> that's a game of the day. More? Yes. Oh, my word. All right, so, Xavier, we're going to... Or Mr. McGill. So, we're going to ask you a question, and you have four choices, and only one... I thought we were doing the other one. I thought you wanted to do this one, so we're going to do this one, because it's really fun. One one must go. One must go. Yeah, one must go. So, so, uh, the greatest of all time dancer. Greatest of all time dancer. Uh One must go. So, we have uh, Chris Brown, we have Janet Jackson, Sierra, and Michael Jackson. One must go. Oh yeah. my gosh! Okay. No, no, no. Only no. Only one can stay. Oh, so no. meaning that's the oh, one that, that your favorite stay. one. Basically, your favorite one. Oh well, my favorite one is my favorite one is Janet. Mm. Janet, it is. Yeah, that's, Janet. A good, that's a good one. Uh, greatest of all time, female singer. So we have Aretha Franklin, mm-hmm. Whitney Houston, mm-hmm. Barbara Streisand, mm-hmm. and Mariah Carey. This is just for me, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Hmm. Greatest of all time singer. Well, not the last two. Uh, damn. You know what? I'm going to have to do Aretha. Uh, that library her. is crazy, though. So, yeah. Her. Right. <laughs> and although, I I, although I'm a Whitney fan. If I didn't have her unreleased, you know? Yeah, yeah that's a good one. Uh, so, the greatest of all time movie franchise. Hmm. So, Star Wars, Harry Potter, Fast and the Furious, or The Godfather. Why you throw that in there? <laughs> Damn. 
I was gonna say Fast and Furious, but I love The Godfather. Yeah, they they, they had a Godfather. good they had a good run. But I think I think I'm gonna have to stick with Fast and Furious because there's more of those, yeah, you know, and it's just more exciting. Mm. Although, like Godfather, that's that's like a very close second. I would go between Star Wars and Harry Potter. Of course, you would. <laughs> of course, those are, you would. those are my two favorites. Uh, greatest of all time, hip hop star uh, Drake, Biggie, Jay Z, or Tupac. And I probably see you going with that I that mean, West Coast. West Coast. I, love, I, like, I like Drake. I like Drake, but I'm I'm Tupac. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a good one too. Great, greatest of all time sexual position. Oh my Wait, god. This whole, I don't even know if I have but, experience in these. Uh, <laughs> missionary on the back. When I'm on my back. Okay. Oh my god. No, no, no. missionary is no. You're oh, up. Missionary is when you're on your back. <laughs> you're laying down. Oh, oh my god. If I'm on, the receiver, you're I'm the receiver. Okay. You're not on your back. He's on the top. Or you're on your back. Okay. Either way, you're on your back. Somebody's hey, on the back. Hey, oh, hanging, yeah, yeah, hanging, yeah, from, hanging from a shower rod or doggy style. Wait, that's only four. I only heard four. There's four. There's only four. What's the Missionary okay. on the back, hanging from a shower oh, okay, rod, okay, doggy style. Oh. I guess. Ten seconds to the end of the I'm show, people. Oh, I like to see. You know, you said you like to see. I like to see. Oh, okay. What do they call those? Right. I like to just see. Oh watch. my word! <laughs> I can I can definitely see that for you. Yeah, I'm a diff- definite boy. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely see that. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. So thank you guys for joining us on our on our first episode of the Black Boy Joy Show. I'm RV Willis. I'm Rashad. Good evening, good people. Filling in for Traylon Harrington, I am Squirt. And thank you so much, Xavier, Mr. McGill, for joining us. We'll see you guys next time on the Black Boy Joy Show. Good night. Good night.